You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Okay, so let's get going then. Yesterday we finished chapter eight with existential uncertainty and question, you know, big life choices. And now as we open chapter nine, we're going to get into questions of what happens if we plant Turuma. And the whole of chapter nine is engaged in planting Turuma. It leads very nicely on to the next chapter, chapter 10, which is going to be engaged with cooking with Truma, mixing Truma. So we're, we're, in, okay, we're engaged, if you like, in derivatives of Truma. And these derivatives will play out until the end of the Masachet. And the, um, so the Mishnah begins just very simply, If someone plants Truma by accident, and maybe you don't know you're planting Truma, Maybe you don't know you're planting Truma. You basically, you, you, it's, your feth means to turn it over. Basically, you plow over, you plow over the land in order to turn over the earth. In other words, you just destroy it. You plow it into the ground. Umezid, yukayem. But if you plant it on purpose, at this point, the rabbis are, well, it seems as if the rabbis are, putting a tax on you, that if you plant it on purpose, you have to let it grow. And if it, whether intentionally or by accident, if it gets to a third ripe, and we learnt in the Mishnah of Shvi'it, actually, there's a special status with um, produce which has grown to a third of its ripeness. At that point, it effectively acquires maturity, acquires status. It can be picked. If it gets to a third of ripeness, whether it's on purpose or not, you have to keep it. And as far as flax is concerned, even if it's on purpose, you have to plough it in. And it's not clear, actually, which is the more severe penalty, whether the ploughing in is the more severe or whether keeping is more severe. And the way that the Rambam uh, understands this is that the keeping is the more severe because you if you have to keep it in the ground you've got your field tied up in trauma and furthermore as we're going to learn later in the chapter the everything that grows everything that grows from this trauma seed is going to be trauma itself so what have you got you've got one of your it's i mean economically it's a disaster because you've got one of your fields which is absolutely full of trauma and you can't do anything about it except of course harvest it and give it to a kohen um what about so what's going on with the flax well the commentators say that the point is that the point about the flax is that the good bit of the flax are the capsules we we grow flax to make cloth out of we don't grow it to eat the the seeds themselves are inedible they're linseed and with flax because the um the the seeds are absolutely inedible there, there is a temptation to grow flax from trauma seeds just in order to capture the, um, the 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 outsides, the capsules, in order to make to make cloth out of it. And for that reason, the rabbis decree, if you like, as a fine, that you have to uh, you have to plow it in, you have to overturn it. 
Now, the Mishnah goes on to say that this, if you do leave it in the ground, okay, so let's say you let's say you don't overturn it, you leave it in the ground either because it's on purpose or because, you know, you've left it until it's a third grown, you have to leave it in the ground. You're obliged to take all the usual things. It, it, you'd subject to 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 laket to gleaning to shichra, which is stuff that's forgotten, and to pear, which is the the corner. And even though it's truma, even though it's truma, Israel Even though it's truma, the poor of Israel and the poor kohanim. There are poor. Well, I mean, we're discovering by the way there are such things as poor kohanim. They can come and glean from them. But obviously, the poor of Israel can't eat this stuff because it's truma. What can they do? Well, they can sell their gleanings to Kohanim at the price of truma. truma remember, truma is always going to trade at a lower price than Chulin because fewer people can buy it. So they sell it to the Kohanim at the price of truma, and they just keep the money. Rabbi Katafon comes in here and says, ah, in that case, you have to be a Kohen to glean. Because if you let the ordinary Israelites glean, maybe they'll forget it's truma and just put something in their mouth. And it's, you know, we, it's forbidden. We know that truma is forbidden and the rabbis are strict about it. And Rabbi Akiva responds, look, if that's the case, I mean, only people who are, you, you, in that, is that, if, if that's the case, Law, you like to Ela Torem, you'd have to be Tahor to glean, which is clearly ridiculous. And we seem to be saying here that the Rabbi Akiva seems to be pushing back in favor of the poor man. And we've seen that, you know, we've seen that running through this Masecha. Now, the third Mishnah is a carbon copy of this 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 second mishnah is carbon copied in the third mishnah which goes on to say it's also subject to to maser and maserani to tithes and poor man's tithes and the mishnah goes on in carbon copy mode and poor israelites and poor priests can t- come and take and as we learned in the previous mission, the poor Israelites will sell theirs to priests for the price of truma, and the money is theirs. The Mishnah then goes on to ask, well, okay, how are we going to thresh the grain? And usually you'd thresh the grain on a threshing floor with an animal to stamp it out. But of course, if it's truma, we, we have we got a problem, right? Because we're not allowed to muzzle the ox that treads the grain. That's a deriter. We can't muzzle the ox, but we can't let him eat the truma either, because this is truma. We can't feed it to an ox. So what are we going to do? How are we going to arrange to thresh the grain which has grown, the the, 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 the truma grain which has grown from our truma field, which we've created by planting truma? And the Mishnah is going to have a solution for us. So first it says, look, if you just beat it out with sticks, if you thresh it by hand, that's great. But if you don't want to do that, <coughs> how would you thresh it if you weren't going to beat it with sticks? So the Mishnah has got this idea. 
כפיפות בצברי בהמה ונותן לתוכה מאותו המין. We can suspend a basket from the neck of the animal. So the animal can eat, it's a feeding basket. We, we've seen actually, you can see a feeding basket actually on a horse. We, we put the basket round the neck of the animal and we put in the same species that is lying there on the ground being threshed. Okay, so we don't have to muzzle the ox. We don't have to muzzle the animal. But he's not tempted to eat from the ground because he can actually eat from his feeding, his feeding basket. The so that the, the result is lots of We don't muzzle the animal. The We don't feed it truma. So that that's the ingenious suggestion of the Mishnah to this particular little problem. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, and the, it articulates some principles here. truma truma. What grows from truma is truma. What grows from the growths, in other words, the second generation is chulin. And here we can see, right, that, you know, the, we began by saying that the Rambam sees this is a, a punish, if you like, as a fine, as a punishment. You know, if you sow trumor on purpose, you're punished by the rabbis. You're discouraged from doing this by the rabbis, by making um, the whole of the field trumor. But the rabbis aren't going to go if you like, to the next step and make the growths of the growth trimmer. They allow that as chulim. And the Mishnah goes on to say that growths of um, tevel, which is produce that doesn't have tithes taken, maser rishon, um, svichei shvi'it, um, uh, trimmer from chutzla aretz, mudum, all these things are rabbinical. These are rabbinically forbidden. These are all growths of all these are chulim. And uh, growths of dedicated pro growths of hekdesh are chulin, and they can be redeemed when they're sown. So these 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 are effectively the principles of how we behave when we when we use truma seed. And then tomorrow we'll get into slightly more technical examples, um, which will just delve into the subject in a bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some more technical examples. So we'll pick that up tomorrow. But that's all from me now, and I'll just uh, open it up for questions. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.